We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Sunday night, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate and review the podcast, uh, does go a long way to helping us out. If you've been listening to us all year, have enjoyed us, hopefully gotten some good information from us over these last, uh, like we've done this like seven months now. Uh, please leave a, a number of stars, a nice comment, does go, go a long way towards helping us out. Uh, Jeff, we got, uh, we got a full four weeks left in the baseball season. If you're going to go in your league, it, it's time to go now. Yeah, that's right. Um, it is, uh, it's past time even. I yeah. mean, you, you should have already been looking at, you know, where, what categories you need to max out in. I mean, it's not, I mean, it might be too late, but keep grinding, keep trying. I mean, but every move you make should be thinking, where am I going to gain this next point? If you're in a categorical league, I, um, I pretty much, I, the one main event where I'm kind of on the outskirts of competing, I, I pretty much mapped it out today. Like how many points I can gain, where I can gain them, where that gets me, you know, what, what my actual upside is. And it's, it's enough there that uh, it's definitely worth, uh, worth grinding hard. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a good, uh, good dose of reality to see if you can actually make a run or not. One of my main events, I really can't make a run. I'm still playing, but um, Mm -hmm. today was the first day I really kind of focused my, uh, my time and energy. I have a lot of time to do fab, but I focused my fab on the teams that can really make a move. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Um, And, you know, I did the same, you know, I, Every Sunday, it seems like my uh, main event team that's very competitive loses five points. Uh, the last two weeks, it's it's really kind of crazy. Are you throwing a lot of bad two-start starters and they all blow up on Sunday? I mean, our, all pitchers are bad right now. Uh, Don't you know true. that? That's true. Uh, unless your name unless your name is Robbie Ray or Garrett Cole, like it's it's just rough going. Robbie Ray is it's insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we, it, it's tough. We actually only lost two and a half points, but then Zimmerman and Tanner Bell gained five. So it, it, was, it was just the, the double whammy. Corey Kluber, you know, okay, he's got the strikeouts. Great. I look up, they, okay, they got out of that fourth inning. Great. Now they're, they've got the lead. Oh, wait, he didn't get out of the fourth inning? Yeah. What? I was doing the, the football show today on uh, Sirius XM, and so I didn't, I missed the pitching change. Like, oh, come on. Nice two-stepper this week, Corey. I, at least I only spent a huge chunk of fab change in a well, not even huge, but big, big enough at this did, time of year. Did you uh, did you hang on to him or you drop him back? Held on to him just because. Yeah, I, I mean, I have plenty of other cuts. Yeah. I, I had I had the blocked one, uh, so I was able to cut him because you know, as in the one that blocks you. 
Yes, he is the I, one who blocks. I, I knew who that was. He uh, he yeah. had a couple of good starts, and everybody picked him up, and he, he exploded in that one. That went on the IL. So that's uh, that's prime Brett Anderson right there. Uh, you know, so, yeah. reel you in, then get blown up, then find a way to get hurt, and we'll we'll call it a day. We'll see you in in twenty twenty two, Brett. Right. Well, I I won't see you, but everybody else will see. I, I well, I won't either. Josh Fleming, I dropped. I dropped. Uh, I lost Nimmo. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, mean, got, I I just I just got that one. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, it, it was literal and a joke, so and, that, and that's, that's, those are kind the best. Of a, kind of a good point. Like, unless you have a star player that's like out, like out just ten days. I think almost everybody that goes in the IL right now is a cut for me. Like, it's there's, that's there's, exactly right. Yeah, there's a few elites and a few guys like you know maybe he just taking a start off or something like that. That a, a few like outliers that I would keep, but for the most part, if someone goes in the IL now, they're out a couple weeks. That you know we're talking fifty percent of the season left. Like, I, it's got to be a real extreme case for me not just to cut the person. Yeah, keep Giolito, cut yeah. Nemo. That, that that that's that that's the range right there. You, I'm even did, probably did keep, gonna activate him. But did you keep Jack Flaherty? No, I cut him a week ago. Okay. That's good. I and, cut him this week too. Well, and he was a subject of bidding in that league where I cut him. Like, uh, and you know, you're gonna get like one start probably if it's a and start it's, even. It's gonna be like three innings, right? Like, I just uh, I, I looked at it too, and they're like. It sounded like he's uh, going to begin a throwing program this week. Like that means he's at least two or three weeks off pitching in a major league game, right? Yeah, uh, I I think so. Yeah. Um, and given how long the last rehab took, and look how bad it looked when he walked off the mound, yeah, yeah I, I was cutting it. But you know what? Hey, you know, looking at the quality of the pitchers that we're bidding on in the waiver wire, when one of the most sought after pitchers this week among starting pitchers has a nine ERA. Uh, I mean that that shows you like the quality of guys that we have to go after this week. So was that, was that Jackson Coar? It is. Okay, it is. I was trying to do the math of who the heck could do that, and I realized that his first four, three starts were so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Week twenty. So eager to go for him. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Anybody with a with a pulse right now, and you know, someone anybody with any kind of prospect pedigree is pretty interesting. But revolting weekend of baseball here, Jeff. That uh, that Friday night loss by the A's was probably the worst loss I can remember in in recent history for them. They were up eight two in the eighth, lost the lead, give up a grand slam in the eighth, then get it back in the ninth, and then Marcus mm-hmm. Semyon with the absolute dagger to the entire Oakland A's front office in the bottom of the ninth, like just kills their season, kills them for not signing him, kills them for the utterly abs- insulting offer he gave them. It was just kind of all around, and I, it, it, I I obviously didn't want them to lose, but if someone was going to do it, I was kind of glad it was Semyon rather than, than Vlad or Bichette just because, I don't know, the ace front office deserved that one, and it was it was a really huge loss, too. Yeah, that's right. And to be honest, too, I mean, and, and for all the shenanigans about, like, dab- uh, dabbling with Las Vegas and all that and yep. the way they've handled things there, too, I mean, they – they have it coming. Let's let's let's. It's not the front office; it's the ownership group. Let's get that yeah. clear too. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know. I give it. To, I give it to both of them. I give it to. You're right. The ownership of the money is is them. But like, I just uh, it's just it's so bad. And the last two and a half weeks of A's baseball has just been grueling bad. It's not just losing; like they've lost yeah. so many games late. The bullpen has just given up a ton of runs. Lou Trevino went from pitching really well to literally not being able to get it out. It's wild. I mean, even when they bring him in, they brought him in eight two, and they had to take him out. And then you know, Petit gives up the grand slam to Lourdes Gurriel, but. I mean, they can't even get a they can't even get a get me right inning in there for for Torino. I don't know if they'll just have to IL him or just not pitch him. I guess they have an extra two roster spots, but it's uh it's bad. They're behind Seattle now. I just uh the, the path to them making the playoffs now is really tough. Yeah, I, I cut him in my twelve in the case of Lou Trevino. I, I, I cut him. Yeah. Uh, it's funny they almost pulled it back uh, to Toronto on Saturday though. Yeah, Tor- uh, Toronto Toronto's pen is no gem either. 
No, no. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's on fumes right now. There are very few teams that like, oh, yeah, we're well stocked. We're good. We're good. Everyone's rested. We we're feeling strong. No, we're 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 on fumes right now, and some teams are more on fumes than others. Yeah, I mean, these teams are going to have to pick it up. I mean, we had a huge Dodgers-Giants series this weekend. The Giants won. Uh, they got two out of three. And that first game went either 11 or 12 innings. That was that was a really fun series. Yeah, uh, as always, it seems like. Yeah. It's like the, it's Dodgers-Giants, Giants-Padres. Uh, we haven't seen that in a long time, actually, because they, they were front-loaded on that uh, that schedule. And then, you know, obviously Dodgers-Padres Dodgers have been great diet. You know, and we got another one of those coming up this week. So that should be fun. Uh you know, everybody else should be fun too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I really hope that whoever does not win the NL West wins that one game playoff, and we get NLDS uh, first round. We get D- Giants Dodgers. That would be a really fun five game because they would have to play each other, right? Best record against the wild card, right? Yeah, frankly, I'm rooting for Reds and Giants. Uh, uh, Reds, yeah, that's that, Reds, that, Reds, that's Reds Dodgers, that's but. True. If it, if it can't be uh, it's our not Reds, though. if it can't yeah. be our Reds, I would love a uh, I would love a uh, LA San Francisco series. I think it would just be it would be super intense the whole way through. I would I would too I would yeah. too uh, I agree with that. But and our Reds, ugh, yeah, a lot. I mean, we're just losing series like it's going out of style. Yeah. Uh, you, you lose two or three out of. I know Detroit's not a pushover, but they're also not the Dodgers. Right. You lose two out of three. The 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 at home to the Tigers Friday night just get obliterated. Just you know, you know, Gutierrez is really starting to fall off a little bit there, hitting a wall. Uh, and you know, the Reds had no run support for Cueto, and I mean for Castillo. God, I said, you know, that's a nice slip there. Uh, and you know, he had one bad inning. And that's all it took. Uh, you know, that that he lost two or three to the Marlins last weekend, two or three to the Cardinals. Ugh, just those are just those are just series you look back on in a month and be like, if we just win the series we're supposed to win, we're probably in the playoffs. And now they're a half game behind the Padres, who maybe are starting to turn a corner over. They played pretty well this weekend against Houston. Yep. So that's right. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe they had their chance to really, uh, really put their foot on the Padres, and maybe they, uh, maybe they blew out these last last like ten days. Yeah. Although, I mean, the thing is, I mean, they did they, their their foot was on it, and it's 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 tough to maintain. I think it that's is. one of the things like you learn about a baseball schedule. It's a long haul, but. Uh, you know, they had earlier, you know, earlier stretches too, where the defense was, I mean, the, uh, excuse me, the relief pitching was just hideous, uh, and you know, just undermanned for that matter too. I mean, just, you look at the names that they used over the course of the season, not really a surprise and losing TJ Antone for the rest of the year, that sucked. But, you know, half game out with a month left. I think you probably would have taken that, uh, at the start of the season. So, uh, a lot, a lot can happen still and uh, True. should be fun. Let's look ahead at, uh. At week, I think it's week twenty-four. We got now. Uh, we got a lot of games this week. We got two teams with yes. eight games. We have the Blue Jays and the Orioles. The Orioles schedule is sweet. They're home at eight games for Camden Yards, uh, facing the Royals and uh, I think the Rays, or maybe it's the Jays. I forget who it is, but uh, they, they have a they have a really good setup there. It is uh, it is Toronto. I think they face yeah. Robbie Ray and kind of everybody else. Uh, <laughs> it was a Ray. It, yeah, was it was the Rays in a I, way, but I knew there was a Ray in there somewhere. Uh, but no, I mean, the Rays you know, are eighteen and one against the Orioles. They don't need any more of that. That's that's thoroughly insane. Um, yeah. But Baltimore with eight games at home, four against Kansas City pitching. That's a really good setup. If you uh, any kind of fringy Orioles, I was I was looking at this week, um, and the, the Blue Jays with eight. But everybody kind of uh, you know has rostered almost all the Blue Jays anyway. But uh, they they should score a lot of runs this week too. We got uh, a lot of teams with seven games: the Rockies, Dodgers, Nationals, Cardinals, Phillies, and Mets in the NL, and the Royals, Yankees, Twins, and uh, the Cleveland baseball team in the AL. So we got a, we got a lot of games, Jeff. If you need to uh, make up some ground, this might be a good week for you because there is a lot of games this week. Yeah, and the other thing I kind of like uh, looking at Baltimore's schedule is they face five lefties. They pound lefties. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I don't know about pound, but they they they're better against lefties. 
Uh, and the, it's Bubich, Miner, Robbie Ray's a tough draw. Ryu could be tough, and Mats has pit, pitched well his last two times out. The righties they face are Thomas Hatch, Carlos Hernandez, sneaky good pitcher, yeah. and Jackson Coar, who we've been talking about a little bit. Yeah, so if you have a, uh, you know, the Mount Castle, Austin Hayes, kind of those fringy guys, the 12s, I mean, Mount Castle's probably rostered everywhere, but um, those are the kind of guys, if you play in a daily league, I'd I look to grab a, couple, a bunch of those guys too. The, the Orioles should score a, a lot of runs. And obviously a note, tomorrow is a holiday, so there are, I'm looking, five games to start before 1030 on the on the Pacific time zone. There's yeah. two more at 11, and there's a couple at 1 o'clock, like, you better uh, better work on your lineups tonight or early tomorrow morning, especially in the West Coast, because there's a uh, there's a lot of games that are gonna be getting going before uh, before you really figure it out to kind of get going in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you are on the West Coast and you're trying to set your lineups during while you're hosting a national uh, Sirius XM satellite radio show, probably is not gonna work out very well. Do it yeah. beforehand. You may need to you may need to prep and plan for that uh, tomorrow with uh, with all the digging. So it should be a fun day of uh, of baseball watching though. There's a lot of games. There's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. We got and you got. Uh, we have uh, Rays Red Sox at 10 a.m. too. That's going to be a really fun series if the, if the Red Sox can figure out a way to get enough guys out there. They got a lot of COVID stuff on right now. Yeah, they just lost. Uh, you know, Pavetta was the latest that, that they yeah. lost, so it's tough. But you, I mean, you look at their guys. They have an off day Wednesday, so they can kind of get by this week starting pitching wise. Sale, Erod, Ivaldi, Hauk. I like all those guys. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're they're able to pivot okay. It seems yeah. like. We also have a we also have Blue Jays Yankees that's starting tomorrow morning too. That's a huge series for the Jays who yeah. swept the A's this week. Kind of got back into it. I think they're two or three games behind Boston in the lost column. If they uh, is a huge series against the Yankees. If they can they can continue playing well, they can get right back in the mix. Or you know the Yankees beat them and they kind of go back. They need to uh, need to stay hot, but uh, they they definitely put themselves back in the race here. Yeah, and well, and th they can thank the Orioles a little bit taking two out of three from the Yankees, including yeah. the one today. Uh, that that was pretty big. The Yankees they had that thirteen game win streak. Our A's did two or three against them there. Yep. Uh, they struggled a little bit in Anaheim as well. I think they've lost six of eight since that uh, since that, since that run. And you're like you were saying before, that's kind of baseball. It's not like basketball yeah. or football where, you know, the better team can roll and you get some teams you're like, you can really get hot and stay hot in baseball. It's tough to stay that hot that long. But we do have a couple of teams with five games, both in the NL West. We have the Diamondbacks and Potters with five games. So, uh, you know, usually the five games, you're like, oh, I'm playing that versus a six-game guy. But when you have so many teams with seven and a couple teams with eight, um, those five really stick out as tough to play this week if you have uh, Diamondbacks and Padres. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So uh, you know that that the tough part is you know, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing you you really want to look and see like okay, I, I, you know those Padres, you know, trying to get those bats that are playing you know, like in the outfield. I cut Tommy Pham in a league actually in a twelve uh, because he's not playing every day. They have five games this week. You know, he, in fact, I think he's only started once uh, in the once or twice in the, in the last week because they have Tatis in the outfield. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's this time of year where if guys are guys are not playing, I'm looking at their he he pinch hit in the line in five of the last six games. So you're right. It's just uh, and he, the time last time he started before that it was at, at Anaheim, so they had a DH there, so an extra spot. But you're right, he played. Uh, yep. This whole week, he started one game. He started looks like yesterday against the Astros, and he actually hit fourth. It's it's pretty wild that he happened to hit cleanup. But I guess he I guess he pitched it again today. So you're right. That's five out of six. Yeah. So he's in a tough spot, and that's the thing. It's easy to lose track of that. We're doing our fantasy football drafts. Yeah. Uh, you're or, or you know you just look at a guy's stat line. Okay, he's he's not great, but he's fine. No, yeah, you look at that, fine. Like, you look at thirteen home runs, thirteen stone bases. I can't cut that. Then you realize he started once this week and you just, you just can't use that either you either end up sitting them the whole time or you're just uh, you're taking zeros and you know neither is optimal yep that's right 
and hitting 235 it's not like he's helping you out there that's uh yeah that's an interesting one i i, I don't have him anywhere so i hadn't really noticed i knew he was losing it with tatis in the outfield but i noticed it was quite that extreme um, we talked about the Orioles good schedule. The Royals have a pretty good schedule too. They have seven games against the Orioles and twins pitching. Um, that's a, uh, that's a lineup that uh, I want some pieces of this, this week too. Uh, we have a lot of AL games in NL parks. Uh, I don't know if anybody really stick out as like hurting a DH. Um, the Tigers are in Pittsburgh the first half of the week. The angels are at San Diego. Uh, the Yankees are in the Mets play over the weekend. That should be a fun series Friday through Sunday. So maybe some, maybe some Giancarlo Stanton, uh, you know, maybe sits one of those one or two of those games. So he might be an interesting uh, thought this weekend too. And you know, the, the Luke Voigt at bats might be tough to find this week too, as he, they kind of move guys around. They've been tough to find uh, they, lately, period. They have, which is wild. <laughs> when Rizzo was out, Voigt was crushing it too. Like he was, he was on fire yeah. and came back and they, they, they've sat Rizzo a couple times trying to find spots, but they just, they just don't really have uh I mean, depth is a good problem to have, but it's uh, it's hard for those guys to, to get playing. Well, when you don't have a DH slot, yeah, you know, Stanton can't. You know, they said that Stanton's going to play the outfield, but they didn't really play him in the outfield that much. And he played one game there against Oakland and just butchered a ball to right field. Just, he just yep. looked. I mean, and it's hard. Like he he had a really good nice diving play today, so I will say that he had a really nice diving catch. But when you play out there, you know, a few times a month or whatever it is, like it's hard to get used to it. It's not just easy to roll out there and play the outfield in majors. What do you do if you have Otani? By the way. That's a good call because they're at the Padres Tuesday, Wednesday. I think I play him because I think they play tomorrow. They do against I, Texas. And yeah. I figure he plays at least one of those games in San Diego. So I don't I don't think I'm sitting Otani's so good. Well, he pitches on Wednesday against him. So you assume he's playing that game. Yeah. So I, I think he'll start at least two offensive wise. I think that's enough that I play him. He's just yeah. I mean, Guy's got forty plus home runs and twenty plus steals. It would have to be a, a really, a really scant week for me to sit him. I think I'm playing him. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, the Mariners head to Colorado the first half of the week, Monday through Wednesday. So uh, one less spot there for them. And then the Rangers um, are at Arizona Tuesday and Wednesday. So one less spot there. If you picked up, uh, you know, a DJ Peters or someone in there, maybe uh, maybe everybody gets a, you know, a game off uh, for a couple days there in, in Arizona. But uh, should be a fun week. We've got a lot of, uh, lot of good series. The, that New York series should be interesting, as they always are this weekend. Uh, you know, not quite Gi- Giants-Dodgers, but, uh, but a fun one nonetheless. So. Uh, anything else? Uh, any other preview for week 24 before we get into fab that you got? No, let's just jump into it. Beautiful. Before we do that, a note from our uh, exclusive sponsor, WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you from Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. And now also a note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Jeff, you mentioned Fab this week uh, with a pitcher with a 90 array, but I'm not going to start with Jackson Carr. I'm going to start with Joe Ryan in Minnesota, who, as I looked deeper, uh, I found myself a lot more interested in him than I thought I would be at the start of the day. Sure. He, he was acquired in the Nelson Cruz trade. I thought it was cool that when they played each other, Nelson Cruz wanted a picture with him. I thought that was pretty cool. Then again, I think most things Nelson Cruz does is cool. Um, 57 innings in AAA with the with the Rays organization. Uh, an ERA uh, just under 3-4. 35% strikeout rate and a walk rate under five. Like these are really good K to walk numbers. Um, he was elite in, in high a in 2019 in 182 innings. His first start was good. Uh, five innings, three earned runs, one walk, five Ks. So I'd say good, not great uh, against the Cubs. But uh, you look at the, at the strikeout profile, look at the fact that he does not walk many guys. We see a lot of young guys that come up and they strike out a lot of guys, but they walk a ton of guys too. We see that with a lot of pitchers. Right. That we talk about. Um, he feels like a guy to me that, you know, it has the skills. You never know. Pitching the majors is hard, but it seems like to me like he could maybe kind of roll in this month and, and have some pretty good results. Yeah. Uh, you just worry about the bullpen not holding up or that, you know, him going short in games. That, those yeah. are the two drags against him there. Uh, it's been a, a, a wonderful season for him. He got the the exposure in the Olympics. That was cool. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. he, 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 he got the loss against the Cubs uh, on Friday in his debut, but it's five to one K to walk. You like that. Yeah. Uh, gave up the one homer. Uh, but it, the funny thing is he had only allowed one homer. Well, it was only two starts at, uh, same, uh, was it, was it to Frank Schwindel? Cause that doesn't count. Cause he, he homers off everybody. Oh my goodness. He's did you see, did you see, I, I know you were driving. I think you're driving back from Vegas today for the football draft, but did you see his home run today? I didn't see it today. I, I was driving back last night, but I had the radio show and then I had soccer. So Literally I missed that. off his foot kind of fooled out, not out in front of it. And it still went out. It was like, he hit it and I was like, oh, that's a routine fly ball and went out. I was like, I don't know. Um, between you and me and nobody else, I think that the baseball swapped in some some balls at the, maybe at the All-Star break. Uh, you're not the first person that's brought that up to me. My good buddy, Mark McKeon, I used to, I went to college with him, used to live with him as, uh, uh, he, he is a White Sox fan and he like texted me a video of a Brian Goodwin homer that was literally a pop up <laughs> to left field and just kept carrying and carrying. I, I think that they, uh, they, they were doing all this stuff. Hey, Look at the grip enhancement. Look at that. Oh, here, right. let's slide in the ball too while yep. we're at it. A little, a little sleight of hand, and you know. Uh, yeah. But I just Schwindel's home one day. I mean, he's he's been on fire, so I'm not taking anything from him. But like, he was fooled in his front foot, and he's not Giancarlo Stanton. Like he's strong, but I just when you get it, watch the highlight later and see if I'm crazy. But it seems like there's no way that's a home run swing. 
the whole series, the ball was flying out. It of really was. Yeah, the ball was coming. I think I think Jason Hayward hit one. And I was like, that. We know, we know something's going with the ball if Hayward goes yard. Yep. Uh, but I do like uh, I do like Ryan. I found him the most interesting pitcher of the group. He um, he faces at Cleveland this week. The next week he's going to. Looks like he maybe gets Cleveland again. Um, you know, uh, Cleveland's got a couple hitters in there, but not to, not a lineup that I'm scared of facing. Um, I don't know. Of all the guys that are out there, we'll talk about Jackson Corey in a second. I think Ryan was my top bid in every league. He was on my list. He wasn't always my top, but he was like always second or third. I went like I prioritized Luke Weaver actually in okay. one league, and yeah, that should work well. But uh, had, we'll, uh, we'll find had, out. I had Weaver second on my list behind Ryan, and um, yeah. I kind of felt like Weaver was the you know safe guy, going to throw more innings, and maybe he'll be fine. Whereas Ryan could explode, but also could be really really good. And I kind of went with the upside. It kind of depends on how your team is, uh, what, what your team needs really. If you need some innings and wins, probably Weaver. If you need uh, some, you know, some upside and really shoot for it, it's probably Ryan to me. But uh, it's interesting. He should be, uh, he was, he, he should be fun to watch. Uh, you know, we'll see what the Twins have. Uh, hopefully they get something for the, uh, the Nelson Cruz trade there. But since we're talking young guys, before we get to Weaver, let's jump into Jackson Coar. Um, got called up earlier and is one of those pitchers in kind of midsummer that we had a number of guys, his teammate Daniel Lynch was the same, that just got blown up in their in their debuts. He was really, yep. really bad in his first call up. Uh, he got called up this week. It was kind of surprising. It was kind of a kind of a we didn't know it was coming. Um pitched really well against Cleveland, six innings, four hits, uh, no earned runs, did go a couple runs there, both unearned. Three walks is a little bit of a problem, and then six strikeouts. Um, he was good in AAA, uh, 3.4 ERA in 80 innings, 34% K rate, 10.1% walk rate. So it's a little bit elevated there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a guy with with prospect pedigree. We're excited about him getting called the first time. And maybe it's one of those guys that, you know, gets called up, struggles and comes back up and hopefully have some more success. Yeah. I mean, just you need more time, more more repetitions, more, you know, you, you and the batters that he was facing in AAA are getting better. And I think I think that's important, too. You know, I, I think. Some of the top prospects, and this is something that Jeff Zimmerman uh, espoused when he was on our pod. By the way, read Jeff Zimmerman on Rotowire every week now, too. It's awesome. That's a, that's a good score, by the way. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Jeff's really good. He is. He's fantastic, but uh, he could be a little less a, fantastic. Is he writing a certain column, or is he just do? Uh, what, it's a, it's basically his observations going into the weekend, and it, okay. it's a little NFPC-centric, uh, which obviously appeals to you and I. Uh, he's had a couple articles up now. He, he debuted a, a couple weeks ago and it's, it's really good, but uh, he espoused the notion that the, you know, the, the top prospects are playing against guys that were off last year. There were a few at, you know, the alternate training sites, but that's still not the same competition level as actually just playing in the minors on a regular basis. So, sure, they dominate at that level, but then, the, you know, who are they facing? They're facing guys that aren't up to speed. Especially if they're down in Double A, you know, you know, it's, it, you know, and a lot of like the replacement level Triple A guys are actually really tough outs. You know, the yeah. Frank Schwindels of the world, yeah. who didn't get a chance to play last year. Yeah, uh, you know, they got they're getting up to speed. All of a sudden, okay, now this level of competition matters a little bit more. Whereas in April and May, well, not April, but in May, right. you know, it didn't. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a fair point. Too. I think we're getting you get better. I think we're getting better prospects in AAA than normally do too, just based on the COVID rules, where you can it's harder to call guys up from AA, where they have the yep. the pipeline from AAA, you can call them up right away. You see a lot of the guys that used to like play in AA and they called up straight from there. Those guys are all going to AAA now. You saw it with Wander Franco, you've seen it with Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. Those guys might have just come straight from AA in the past, and they had to take that extra step. Um, crazy that we're in September and Bobby Witt Jr. never got called up. By the way. 
Yeah. Uh, There's a lot. big L right here for saying that the Royals would be uh, more likely to call him up sooner rather than later. His main event percentage never really dropped that low, which means there's a lot of teams that held him for five and a half months and never dropped him. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah. You got to the point where once he got hot, you were scared to drop him because you don't want to be the person that drops him in June and gets called the next week. And, um, I mean, the fact that Mondesi sat almost the whole year and never got called up is is pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, it it is really crazy. Mondesi with two more steals today. He's going to do do a September Magic again, isn't he? Yeah. Was he available in any of your 12s? He was, uh, I did a, uh, I did a fun, um, I teamed up with a couple guys, did a fun, like, um, in the Memorial, Memorial Day second chance draft. Yeah. And he was available there the last week, and we bid on him, and that got outbid, and we needed steals, too. We really, we really should just gone completely, put all our money in on him, and we might have uh, might have won that league. Now, we just need steals to win it. Um, we got outbid, and it was uh, it was a mistake. But, yeah, that was the only spot he was available in mine. I picked him up in a 12. Uh, oh, nice. 40 to, 40 to 33. Oh, that's good bidding right there. That yeah, I had like 47 left too. It was really tight. But you know, a couple like, of home okay. runs and like five steals or something already, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, if you need steals, I mean, that's a guy that could steal. We, we always talk about he could steal four or five down the stretch. Like that's a guy that could steal 10 to 12 down the stretch. Gets Orioles and Twins this week, dude. I mean, it's. I know the Royal schedule's nice. It's uh, That's going to work well. Yeah, uh, but you, you know they'll probably bench him to play Hunter Dozier, or you know, and he's too young. Bench him for somebody else. I guess we older. can't really make we can't really do the Nicky Lopez thing anymore because Nicky Lopez is actually playing pretty well. Okay, they're gonna yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna find a way for Edward Ol- Olivares to play third base just to spite Alberto Mondesi just to just to toy with us. That would be and actually that'd be pretty funny if they did that. That would I, I'd be all for that. Yeah. But yeah, the Hunter Dozier thing is crazy because he's not. We talked about Nicky Lopez playing pretty well. Hunter Dozier is not. So no. uh, you mentioned Luke Weaver earlier. This is a guy that. Really good in 2019 to uh, an ERA just under three, uh, an ERA just over six and a half last year. Um, 4.1 on this year, just kind of split the difference between the two extremes. Uh, a guy that's not going to get a lot of strikeouts. He's about a 22% strikeout rate guy, 7% walks. Uh, pitched well this week, though. He had uh, six innings, one earned run, only three strikeouts, but no walks. Kind of what you're hoping for. You're hoping for uh, getting through five or six, not you know giving up the two runs, maybe three, getting a few strikeouts, don't walk anybody, keep the whip down. Um, a lot of hard contact so far. Like he, his calling card in 2017, 2018, 2019 was the kind of the, the lack of hard contact. Uh, it is up a little bit. Barrel rates like over 9%, hard hit rates in the 40s um, through the last two years. But I think he's one of those guys you kind of hope that you're going to get a hot streak from and, and go from there. That's right. Um, and honestly, I'm using him for this week, home start against Texas. I'm not using him next week at the Dodgers. Uh, just <laughs> no. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm even dreading what, you know, using him. It's just, I'm just trying to find anything. Any Although your your right your now. whip goes down when you get to face Cody Bellinger for four easy outs, though. Yeah, no Pollock anymore either. So you know they they're they're kind of forced to use Bellinger a lot more. Is this is this Cody Bellinger season one of the more wild, like completely fall off the place of the earth, be terrible seasons? You remember? It's it's high on the list. It, it has I, to be, right. Like every time you look up, you're like, oh, I'm sure Bellinger's he's gotten hot at over 200. He's like at 170. Like it's. It's an insane number. It's it's. I mean, this is a guy that hit what he hit three oh five with forty seven home runs two years ago. He's at one sixty uh, one sixty seven after tonight. Yeah, it's 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 a tough watch. And I, I, you know, I never thought he'd be this bad. I mean, I stayed away from him, but mostly because of the shoulder. Uh, and you know, I just I think my projections had him below ADP on a pretty good, you know, nowhere close to ADP actually. What was his, what was his ADP like? 
18 or 19, right? Somewhere in there. Yeah. And maybe it slipped to the end of the second bit, because, yeah. you know, as the later we got in draft season, but then the I was first, in like 45. First, first two uh, rounds still, right? Yeah. But I never thought I was anywhere close yeah. to this. I mean, no, I, I you know, this isn't, this isn't victory. This is just, my God, what happened to him? I just don't think he's right. I just think all the, right. all the parts are, you know, he needs like just a full off season. I, yeah. I think I'd buy the dip next year, to be honest. How far does the dip have to dip? Uh, Seventh or eighth round in a fifteen-teamer. If you had to guess, what's his main event? Round a hundred. Around pick a hundred. I don't think he gets that far. Yeah, for you know, when idiots like me are saying buy the dip, that just pushes it up a little bit there. So right. yeah, I. But maybe I mean this is back to back. It's not like it's one year. These are back to back. I mean, last year was really short, but still back to back. Really bad years where a he's had a lot of injury issues. B when he's played, he's been bad. I mean. 167 like that's and you've probably played him for all 300 of those plate appearances you probably did you maybe you're speaking people sitting them now but at least the yeah. first 250 of those you probably got and you have i mean that when you're that low that just kills a batting average for your fantasy team yeah it does it really does and you know it reminds me of javi Baez's two months last year and just yeah. how bad he was uh but this is a full season it's uh it's wild it's, i was trying to think about it, it was one of the ones that that stuck out to me as one of the really, really bad, like out of nowhere, horrendous season. And at least, if, I mean, yeah, you guess right. Bias, Bias had eight home runs last year, and, and Bellinger has nine. That's a pretty good comp. Except Bias had about forty points higher. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I think League Weaver kind of falls into that. Uh, you know, throw him for a good matchup at home or on a, in a good matchup if they have a good road park. But yeah, you don't want to throw him at the Dodgers. It's one of those things you pick up this week and drop him next week. It's not get to hold him anyway. Right. Uh, one more on the on the call up uh, younger guys. I wanted to ask you about uh, AJ Alexi got called up by the uh, by the Rangers. Uh, pitched uh, pitched uh, well in in in, tri- in double A and triple A this year. He was uh, mostly at double A. He was fifty innings there, three starts at triple A, and then got called up to the majors. Um, a lot of walk issues here. As I, as I look closer, like the walks are really really high. He's got it down to like the ten percent range this year. And when you're talking about down to ten percent, that's obviously usually a problem. But one point six ERA in double A, one point eight four in triple A. Uh, yep. This guy that uh, he's got a little upside. He pitched uh, pitched well this week. He uh, five innings. Uh, one hit, uh, no earned runs, three walks, and uh, four strikeouts. So pitched pretty well this week. Uh, were you in on AJ Alexi? I think he, he pitches tomorrow against the Angels, actually. Yeah, it's only one start because they have an off day and they're going through the six man. So uh, I, he was like down on my list. Uh, he was there on the list, but I, I kind of was hoping he wouldn't get him. I mean, yeah, this Angels start probably isn't bad. Probably. I mean, Angels can still hurt you. Uh, but then next week, he has two step. Okay, yay, two step. Oh. oh. I Houston, Houston, the White Sox. Like you just can't, you can't throw that. I mean, unless you are have, and, and there, there are people that have a gap in in, in our ratio. Even if you're a gap right. at the top or a gap in the middle, where you can't gain and lose, and you, you, wins and K's are really close. You know, wins are probably gonna be tough against Houston and Chicago, but he could get a bunch of strikeouts. But yeah, that's a. Uh, if you're gonna drop an American League two step, that's a pretty uh, Houston Chicago is a pretty tough one. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to find anybody to use right now. I get it. So, but it's I, always uh, Baltimore. You know, I, you know, using syncing up once again the uh, my leagues with projected starters. You can just see immediately who's available. It's yeah, it's Rangers, Baltimore, yay, Rockies, yay. Oh, and, and uh, Dallas Keuchel's still out there too. You know, boy, yay. Is, boy, is he a mess? Oof. He's awful. Just awful. And you you get and there's no payoff. You know, you may get he's got eight wins, but he's got a five plus ERA and no strikeouts. Oh, Chris Archer's hanging out there and Michael Waka. Okay. Those are those you get first place raise. Oh. 
Yeah, Waka, Waka, Waka pitched well this week, and you just know that the, you know the eight earned run outing is coming because it always does. I yeah. actually got lucky. I, I slid in uh, Taylor Hearn this week, and he pitched really well against the Angels. Yeah, Rangers. I did. You're talking about Rangers starters. Uh, he's pitched really well. He gave a two home run, two run homer to uh, Joe Adele, but still seven mm-hmm. innings, three and runs, got a win. I'll take that line every day, all day of the week, right there. Yeah. And it's weird you pick you pick up a guy like that, you're like I need someone for this week, and he pitches well. You're like, well, I can't drop him now, so I, I have him. I don't know if I'm going to use him again this week. He faces the A's in Oakland. And uh, they tend to uh, tend to have some guys that hit lefties, but uh, uh, you, you, you gotta love when you get a streamer, you, a guy you barely know anything about. Do some research on on Sunday, and all of a sudden he pitches well. It's uh, it's always fun to find those because it feels like most of those go the other direction. Right, right. When when it's not the most talked about pickup of the week, but you were right. like, yeah, I think he's gonna be good, and, and you're actually right. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's been, there's been plenty where I hit the other side of those, so it's nice to get one that worked out. Uh, another guy that uh, is really a 12-team uh, guy to talk about is Aaron Savali. He's 70% owned in the NFC 12-teamers, but he is coming back this week for the Cleveland baseball team. Um, he may pitch twice, depending on how kind of they work their rotation. Um, Logan Allen's going tomorrow, then Savali on Tuesday. They could skip Logan Allen, let Savali pitch on, on Sunday since they don't have a game on Monday, but I'll kind of see how it works out. But, right. Um, Faces Minnesota, then Milwaukee. Milwaukee starts is a little frightening based on the fact that uh, they're really good. Um, I don't know how much they're going to push Savali. You know, the White Sox are uh, clearly going to win that division. Uh, he threw 71 pitches last rehab start. He's a guy that can get through innings uh, fairly efficiently. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. So, you know, he's someone that even on a limited pitch count could get through five for you. Yeah, he could. He could. I I was in on the bidding on him in some places. I think I got outbid. But, um, yeah, it's it just – I, I do worry about how deep he goes into the game. They have no yeah, reason if there's any risk at all, any twinge in that finger. They're just like, okay, you're done. But a guy who's pretty solid. I mean, he uh, he had yeah. a 3.3 ERA, 97 innings this year. So it's a guy that uh, you know not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but you know, good command tends to uh, avoid hard contact. A pretty solid pitcher coming back. Uh, was sure. there any, anybody else uh, starting pitching wise? Uh, you know, AL only any your know, AL and only these any like uh, gem names that uh, you, you like in the starting pitching market this week. Trying to look through, see. It was, it was hard after after Ryan and Coar and Alexi. It was it was tough to find guys. I, I looked at the two step pitchers, and there were so many guys. I, there's a couple of guys I never heard of. There's some guys who are going to go, you know, bullpen games or two or three. It's, it's hard to find guys who are actually going to make two starts uh, this, this right. time. Right, right, and you know, our, my last two step went so well with Corey Kluber too. So yay! But uh, Mitch White, do you look? Were you in on him at all? Uh, I was not. I was in on him a couple weeks ago, but I guess he's going to throw. He's scheduled to throw twice. Do you think he goes enough innings to uh, to work out? He's where he had that relief appearance two weeks ago. Where he threw seven innings, so he's clearly stretched out enough. He's capable. He's, he's capable. He's capable. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, and, and the it's Dodgers, the Dodgers. The Dodgers so... sure as heck need somebody to throw some innings. Though they're throwing a lot of bullpen innings right now. Yeah, so are the Giants. By the way, that yeah. whole series was weird that way. That yeah, Giants went full bullpen start yeah. today. Yeah. Um, here's one uh, suggested. Uh, King Fantasy says over. No, he, he I, was I, over. I like, he was gone in most of the leagues I'm in. I, I like mainly over, but the way they're talking about Monday, it sounds like he and Michael Pineda are going to piggyback. So I just didn't know if that meant over is going to throw like three or four innings. I just can't imagine he goes five and they piggyback. Usually it's a three or four thing. So I was a little worried that maybe that first start's going to be really short. Yeah, the over under on the number of innings is probably four. That's a good. I go three and a half, but that was a, right. you just wanted to get that in there. But second start would be against Kansas. <laughs> Come on, City. it was good. It was contextual. I liked I it. It was good. it was very well uh, woven in there. Thank you. Uh, I, I can't be the twins are going back to Randy Dobnak this week. We just can't get anybody out. Yeah, uh, seems like a good DFS opportunity. I think there's a lot of teams that are really trying to get to October and and go play golf. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, let's jump into the relievers, but first a note from our sponsor, Vivid Seats. 
The summer is coming to an end, which means only one month until postseason baseball. There's no better place to be than vivid seats to watch your teams race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game to see your favorite performer or that new show everybody's talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Jeff Hamilton's coming back to the Pantages. Pantages, are you going? You know, we originally had tickets for there, so probably, yeah. I've had uh, I've had tickets three times now, and I've never gone, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm suppo- I was supposed to see Wilco, and I think they're coming back in October. I don't know if we can make it. I think we're both going to be out of town, though, That when they're going to be playing. So i got to check with my Ticketmaster account. I'm, sl- I'm slacking there, but oops, I mentioned a competitor. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you did that, not me. But, you know, the thing is, that's where <laughs> I was. And yeah. the thing is, they wouldn't refund me, so I'll, I'll, it's a negative endorsement for Ticketmaster. So there, there you go. go. Well, well, uh, well turned around there. Yeah, I recovered uh, we, just in time. Whew. We did. We did have some relievers that were uh, available this uh, this week. We had a uh, we had Alex Reyes kind of uh, temporarily, maybe more after today, lose the job. Mm. Although the guy who replaced him, Giovanni Gallegos, had a couple of saves this week and just got did not pitch well today. He's the one that loaded all the bases, and then Daniel Vogelbach hit the home run off Alex Reyes. Uh, I think Gallegos is a really good pitcher. I've actually kind of rostered him on and off during the season when I've needed a, a ninth pitcher, maybe someone that can get uh, get some good innings, maybe steal a win. Uh, so I think Gallegos is really good, although today was today was not. No, it's just just enough just to like you know punish everyone and said, yeah, I finally got my guy. All right, it's great. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, did you, would you? I, I, he was my favorite of the the kind of semi closes we have going on right now. I just. Uh, uh, I, I liked Rowan Wick too, who's uh, who closed yeah. uh, most of the week for the Cubs, and he had a two inning save today. He was only twelve percent owned in fifteen teamers, and most of that was he was coming off an injury. Uh, you know, had only been available for one week, but it, right. the way they used him this week sure as heck looked like he's kind of the closer for the last month here. Probably, probably so. I mean, he's good. He's a good pitcher. I think he's a pretty good pitcher too, which uh, kind of added uh, me on him. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get him just because they're using him that way, and I think he's pretty good. So at least there's a a little bit uh, a little bit there if he kind of throws in different spots. I mean, at least I, I have faith that he can pitch pretty well. Rowan Wick or Joe Barlow, who happened to be available in one of my two mains. I'm gonna go Rowan Wick. Yeah, we went Barlow, so we'll see. Yeah, he he got a save. Uh, I saw Spencer packing at the first save, and then Barlow off the DL or off the aisle, got the second save. So that's a, it's yeah. a good sign that he got it when he, when he came off um, having two guys that close both named Barlow is confusing for me. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, capable. Of doing yeah. That. And one of my 12s, both were available. That was fun. Yeah. And I mean, Scott Barlow's got a really, we talked he about the pitch. Yeah. He's and we talked good. about the Royals, the Royal schedule this week is nice too. They have seven games and against teams that uh, are, they can beat. They're playing Baltimore and Minnesota. So, you know, it's nice to not be lined up against the, the White Sox and the Rays when you're looking for some saves. You can't fully quantify that, but uh, you know, if you're betting some odds there, you, there the chances of them winning a few games this week are a lot higher. Yeah, that's right. Did you do anything with the, uh, the, uh, the wonderful Oakland A situation? Lou Trevino is clearly not right um, Sergio Romo gave up the home run to Marcus Simeon and did not look good. Um, I think Andrew Chafin is far and away the best pitcher in the bullpen right now. And I think he's going to find his way into uh, some save ops. You know, I have Chafin and Tout Wars. Um, so Start him. Start him only. Uh, I, I've had him for a couple of weeks cause you're yeah. just looking for anybody that can pitch. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I throw a, a shekel at uh, Chafin um, and not. He's, uh, he's given up. He's given up. He's given up a run in one outing since he's got traded to the A's. Yeah. I mean, the left handedness thing works against him a little bit, you know, I, but 
I mean, Sergio Ramos just not the guy anymore. I, I just when I saw him pitching ninth innings, it's like, really? Uh, why? Uh, and but he, it's just, he, he had been really good, but you just you put him in the ninth, and those at bats are just a little bit different. Teams are just locked in. You just you just see him kind of nibble can't get that third strike on guys. You just know it. And you just know it's going bad. If you watch baseball, you watch those games. I mean, I mm-hmm. think I tweeted at some point, like it's just a matter of who hits a three run home run to end this game. And it was Semyon. but I just, you just knew it was coming. It was not, it was not a hard prediction to make it. You just, you knew, you yeah. knew hard hit, hard hit stuff was coming at some point. It's just a matter of when it, whether it cleared the wall or not. Yeah, that's right. Cause if he throws one pitch, like he, he can throw the change up, but he goes to that slider every time. And if he hangs one, it's just not a good pitch. So uh, yeah. I think Chafin is the guy just it's kind of with the Rowan Wick theory that I think he'll get some save offs, but I think he's a good pitcher. And at this time of year, you know, give me someone that with all the variance and usage, give me someone at least when he comes in, I feel can throw me a good inning. Yeah, I'd agree. What about uh, last guy I want to ask you about closer wise, uh, Carlos Estevez in uh, Colorado has pretty much clearly taken over for Daniel Bard. Had a couple of saves this week. He was only 14% owned across the NFBC 12-teamers. Uh, guy who throws hard, doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, but a decent strikeout rate. Uh, was really bad last year, but, you know, course field does that to people. Uh, ERA is a little under four this year, but it seems like he's the guy right now. It's always the guy you hope you don't win, but you have to put a bid in on him. Yeah, that's about how I felt about it. He was kind of behind Gagos and Wick for me, but I had some bids in on him anyway. Yep. Let's see. What about uh, what about hitters? We kind of joked around a little bit earlier about uh, Frank Schwindel, but I think he had six home runs this week, uh, including the one today. Crazy. Um, this is a guy that we talked about. I remember it was a cool story when the A's, uh, A's picked him up a few months ago. He hit a home run. He'd been in the minors for a long time. Uh, he's 29 years old. Um, this dude is on fire right now. He is. He is. So I got outbid on him in the second chance league uh, that I'm sharing with Chris. Uh, Rob Silver's in. We're in the same league with Rob Silver. He won him, unfortunately. My issue, though, was and why I didn't go like to the wall for him is here are my corners. Max Muncy, Raphael Devers, and Austin Riley. Yeah. As much as I love Schwindel, he's, I'm not benching those guys for Do you him. have a utility? Giancarlo Stanton so, is there. He's also so, eligible now, right? Is he? I didn't think he was. And that would be my my complete utter badness if that was the case. So I'm pretty uh, sure I'm pretty sure he's outfield eligible now. You're right. Fifteen games in the outfield this year. Every once in a while, uh, I get one right. I suck. <laughs> I suck, dude. Well, That's, it's twelve teamer. You probably have pretty good outfielders too. Yeah, I could I could have benched Tyler O'Neill or Brandon. I, I was using Marsh. I actually have one outfield spot I could use. So, um, yeah, shame I mean, on me. Have- we obviously missed the greatest week of Frank Schwindel's life. There's no doubt about that. But for sure, playing every day, hitting middle of the order, grand, not a lineup that is really going to scare anybody. But I don't know. You got a guy that's playing every day and hitting middle of the order. I mean, that's someone you should, that you should be interested in picking up uh, kind of at any point, I would think, especially in a 15 teamer. Yeah. Well, I, I went the speed alternative in the ultimate yeah. trap player instead. So, Leotis we'll Tavares? Yes, sir. There's no yes. SDN, Leoti Tavares. I always say Leotis because of Leotis Martin. But, yep. um, Leonard Tavares is hitting leadoff uh, almost every day. And it's funny. He came up and he went 0 for 16 like, right away. But then he hit a couple home runs. Everybody got excited. I think he stole a base. Um, he's leading off uh, kind of right there playing every day. I mean, that's that's value in itself. And if you need steals and, you know, Mondesi wasn't available or maybe a Jorge Mateo, I, I think that, uh, you know, Tavares' yeah. is playing time is a little more locked in the batting average spot is better. But uh, Tavares feels like a guy to me that, uh, yeah, in a deeper league, you're going to have to pick up and see uh, – I mean, he was a, what was he, a, like a 10th, 11th round pick the start of the year? I mean, there's, there's clearly some good stuff there. Yeah, he's going to go two for like 27 this week, I'm sure of it. That's, but That is very much in the in the ballpark. Yeah, uh, but I, I was there for that, and 
you know, sure. Why not? Well, why not take a chance? So there you go. Yeah. And Jorge Mateo, I mentioned earlier, he's playing shortstop every day for the Orioles at the moment. So, uh, you know, just a guy that runs is really fast. You're not going to get a lot of uh, pop or offense out of him, but if you need steals and you know, three or four steals get you three or four points, there's a, there's a lot mm-hmm. to be said right there. Yep. Uh, talk to you about a guy who's speaking of guy hitting leadoff. Uh, Lane Thomas is hitting leadoff for the Nationals right now every single day. And he's a guy that uh, does have a little bit of a, P, a power speed combo guy came over from the Cardinals in their crowded bullpen, obviously, or crowded outfield. Anybody that leaves the Cardinals in the outfield, uh, you know, you kind of uh, kind of want to sign on there because they usually have a lot of good stuff that happens after they leave there. But a guy that uh, does have a little power speed has got two home runs, three steals so far. Not great, but, uh, you know, hit uh, 10 and 11 in AAA in 2019 hit 21 home runs with 13 bags in 2018 in double A. So it's shown some, some pop at the speed and playing every day and leading off and uh, hitting the ball hard, 45% hard hit rate. I think he's an eight game hitting streak for those. He has a multi-hit game. So a guy that's just playing really well right now. He is. Uh, and you, so if you like sort by playing time, like the last 14 days, he's always the guy with the most, he, in, like in all my leagues, he was the guy with the most at bats yep. in the outfield. Me too. So, Me too. and I, I was looking for guys like that. I was looking for a little bit of help. And at, at the same time, I was like, yeah, but he's Lane Thomas. Like, so <laughs> Right. I, he wasn't my priority, but he was always on my list. Someone in the uh, Brad Johnson the chant mentioned uh, Yossi Sutsugo, who is uh, kind of showing a bit of a power spark here. Now he's uh, he's on the Pirates. Yep. And it's another guy, uh, both him and Anthony Alford. Anthony Alford uh, hitting the ball really hard, playing every day. This is someone that we uh, we kind of liked a few years ago coming up with the uh, the Jays for his speed, but he's showing a little bit of pop. Um, he's only got uh, – he only has 60, 81 plate appearances, but – 47% hit hard hit rate, a 17% barrel so far. Like the, if you're talking about a guy who's maybe showing some power and is uh, he's 27 now, maybe he's grown to his body a little bit, but uh, he's hitting the ball hard right now. Yeah. Both he and Sutsugo are Sutsugo. The only thing I get a little concerned about is playing time. Yeah. Cause he, even when he was on his big role, he, you know, you look at, he didn't start on Thursday. He didn't start on Friday, did home, but he, the last two days he did start in Homer. So, okay, fine. Yeah. But it's just, I have a hard time using a guy that uh, is not playing every day. Yeah, I mentioned or I mentioned Anthony Alford's hard hit rate. I uh, have to mention his strikeout rate also. Uh, yep. What do you think Anthony Alford's strikeout rate is in eighty-one plate appearances? Well, because he phrased it like that, I'm gonna say it's like forty-five percent or something that like was that. A really good guess, forty-six point nine. That is, wow. um, it's about as high as I can remember, even a small sample size of anyone since we've been doing the show. Forty-seven percent. It's like striking out half his plate defense. That's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, swing hard, ball go far, but not uh, doesn't make very much contact, I guess. And hitting two hundred three. If you're desperate for homers, maybe that works, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jesus Sanchez. We talked about I think last week. You know, still playing a lot. He's hitting. He's twenty six percent rostered in twelve teamers. Um, you know, a guy that has some prospect pedigree and, and playing every day. I think there's some value in that too. Yeah, there is. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, I, I like, I like Sanchez a little bit. I picked him up last week in a, like a league or two, just because I needed the playing time in the outfield. Do you like, uh, do you like BJ Peters at all in, in Texas? It seems like another guy that swings hard, hits some home runs, but he's hitting a buck 82 to go along with his, he had two homers today though. So he's up 10 home runs, but uh, a ton of strikeouts, bad batting average. I think he has to really fit your team dynamic to use him. Yeah. I, I, again, he was on my list, but down the list. I was like, really don't want to, don't want to win this one really. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. If I was way up in batting average and needed some pop, maybe, but he'd have to really fit perfectly into a lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's jump in some news and notes, but first a sponsor for, or a note from our sponsor, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. The new NFL season is fast approaching, and Yahoo's excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce that its platform will now be shark-free. 
To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark-free, Yahoo is giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit to join Yahoo's Week 1 $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest features $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first place receiving $100,000 and entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. Jeff, we don't have a ton of uh, news and notes to go over. Just a few guys. You mentioned AJ Pollock earlier. It sounds like he's going to be done for most of the year. They said he's out several weeks. I think it was a grade two right hamstring strain. He's out on the 10-day IL, but uh, fantasy-wise, he's a he's a clear drop across any platform he plays. Unfortunately, and he was having a great year too, but he, he can't stay on the field. He and our next guy on our list, same thing. Yeah, Brandon Nemo, uh, also with a right hamstring. He's on the 10-day IL, and um, his didn't sound quite as bad, but another one that I think with, uh, you know, the guy level of player we're talking about, you know, good player, but not someone that's going to, you know, change your league for you. I think he's an automatic use the roster spot and get rid of him. Yep. I think that's right. Uh, we mentioned Jack Flaherty beginning, beginning a throwing program uh, at least a couple weeks off. I think he's a drop also. Uh, what do you do with Clayton Kershaw right now? He's making a three-inning rehab start on Tuesday. It certainly sounds like the Dodgers are doing everything possible to bring him along slowly, but kind of ramp him and have him ready right for maybe that last week or so. It seems it seems hard for me to see him really having a fancy impact on the stretch. Yeah, I cut I cut him in yogurt a couple of weeks ago when he got snagged by uh, the great proprietor of TGFBI, Justin Mason, who was on the podcast earlier this week. Check you it had, out if you, you had, haven't seen it already. I, actually, listen, you had a lot of guys on the podcast. This yeah, week. it was good. It was a good. It was a good time. Uh, was it was a little bit guys, different this time. Were you guys all in the same league? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it just it was. I, I put it out. Uh, we we had a uh, DM group during the draft, so I said, I put it out. Anybody wants to jump in? If you're still grinding the league, jump in. And it was nice. fun. Yeah. Um, Justin Upton on the 10-day aisle with a right lumbar strain. Um, I think that really the key of this is that it really just makes it so Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele can fully play every day without any worries about it at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, just, uh, is, is Mike Trout still on that team? I cut him in my ale only finally. I cut, him in, I cut him in Yahoo Friends and Family after seeing that most recent quote. I saw a graph, and I wish I remember who it was on Twitter, but is now the longest calf strain in baseball on, on the aisle in the last 10 years. Yeah, Josh Donaldson's like, damn, dude, get right? back. At least Josh Donaldson like, came back a couple times, re-injured, and went back on. Like Trout hasn't even been close to that. It's, I guess they're not in it, and there's just no reason to push him, but I'm kind of surprised that he didn't try and make a push for, to play this last month and get out there. But um, I don't know. I think we're going to see news of sh- just shutting him down at some point here pretty quick. I got to think that they, you're just in the what's the point. Yeah. I mean, I guess the point would be for all your fans who have suffered all year and, you know, to see Otani and Trout play together would be fun, but you're right. I mean, in yeah. terms of like real baseball wise, there's no reason to push him and, and not right. get him fully healthy for next year. But that's a, that's a lost year for Trout. That's uh, it's, if you took Trout in the first round, that's, that's hurt a lot. It does. It does. Avisel Garcia, who, uh, you know, every time when he plays, he seems to get hot and then uh, gets it's injured again. He sat the weekend with both hamstring and back injuries. That's one to definitely watch uh, starting uh, tomorrow. Willie Adamas on the on the Brewers, who has been really good for them. He, he went on the 10-day out with a strain left quad either, but it doesn't seem to matter for the Brewers. It seems like they win no matter what. Yeah, did you see that walk-off by Vogelbach today? Awesome. Euchre doing the call, and it was great. It was just yeah. a great moment. Vogelbach's out there. He's got, like, different costumes on for the postgame. It seems like they have. It seems yeah. like the Brewers have a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought one of them, though, was, like, from his uh, – 
Fourth of July game. That's what he, uh, you know, they show it? that. Okay. Yeah, I thought that's what it was, but I could be wrong. But because I saw Christian's Yel- Christian Yelich's tweet that was going around, I think that one was from the Fourth of July, but could be wrong. If I told you that Christian Yelich is hitting two fifty with eight home runs, do you think the Brewers would have an eleven game lead in their division? Right, I know it's it's insane, just insane. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to what our bets were because you're clearly winning any kind of offensive bets. The K rate bet is the only one that might be close. It's at twenty six percent, but I think I'm losing that one too. I think we said it like twenty three or something like that. But he has eight. Uh, ho- he has eight home runs, Jeff. Eight. I think we only did batting average and strikeout yeah. rate, though. So I think you got. No, there's no way two fifty two is winning the batting average bet. No, no, I don't think so. Eight home runs. Yeah, he's uh, good. Good for you that you didn't do a home run uh, uh, you know, over under on that one, a prop bet on that because that's talk about t- talk about the danger zone of the first round. Story Yelich Trout were like eight, nine, ten right in there. Yeah, Trout was going earlier in many of them too. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like there was like that set six or seven, then maybe Trout was like six, seven, eight, and then those two guys were yeah. eight, nine, ten, eleven. But like that middle range, whew. And Degrom, Degrom was a little was earlier than that, but he's obviously been out. But he was really good for you. Garrett Cole has definitely turned around. We had that spider tech stuff with him, yep. but uh, I think it's it's him and it's him and Robbie Ray for the Cy Young, which is exactly what we thought at the start of the year, right? Yeah, I, I spent some bandwidth on being wrong about Robbie Ray already. So let's move on. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I have to go listen to that. No, I'll just I, I brought it up a couple of times. It's just I was never Robbie Ray, and yeah. I, I want guys to be settled and solved and. He's not. He wasn't. I, I'm going to go back and look at that one and see if I missed something, but I just think it's one of those ones that he figured something out. There was really no way to predict it, really. I mean, it's just – it's great to see, and he's, he's been awesome and four straight starts with 10-plus strikeouts, first time in Jay's history. But um, I don't know. It's hard to beat yourself up over, over too over, too much over that one, I'm gonna, but I'm going to see if there's something I missed there before I, before I kind of – They were talking it up in spring training at the end of draft season. I was still like – I was a naysayer. Nay, I said they did the exact thing, same thing last year, and then he was he was bad. So I was like, um, yeah, he had, like had a different arm or like different place with his hands or something. I remember last year, but that's true. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is day to day. He had a, a negative X-ray on his knee, so that's a good sign. But you hate to see anything with his knees after what he's gone through. So obviously, we want mm-hmm. to you want to make sure he's in the lineup. I think they were in San Diego this week. Where they, they, they were not going to they were not going to risk him in the outfield unless he was 100. percent So he gets back to uh, back home tomorrow to face the Mariners. So I imagine he'll be in the lineup, but that's when you definitely want to check before you decide on that one. Yeah. Uh, everybody's hero on Twitter, Connor Joe, went on the 10 day IL with a hamstring. I think you can safely drop him, even though he had a, a nice little spurt for people there. We mentioned Aaron Savali, uh, but his teammates, Shane Bieber, um, set for a sim game, sim game on Tuesday. Um, for some reason, I still have him in the yogurt league, mostly because I just haven't needed to drop anybody, and I'm <laughs> bad, and I, I'm bad. It doesn't really matter, but um, I just I, I don't think we're ever gonna, I don't think we're going to get anything out of him to be worth it either. It kind of feels like the uh, kind of the Kershaw Flaherty kind of stuff we talked about. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what Cleveland's doing. To be I mean, honest, if you, get, uh, if you get two five inning starts out of him at some point, like I would probably, I'd probably pick that up, but I don't think I'd hold that for two more weeks. I think I'd rather have the roster. Spot. I'd agree with that. All I, it takes I, is like a hangnail, and they're yeah. done. And I'd, I, I'd bet that I can, you know, maybe get be in the bidding back to pick him up again. If I don't, it's five innings. I don't think he's going to kill you. Yeah, agreed. A couple of guys I want to ask you about before we do uh, jump out of here. We're almost at the at the end here, but. Uh, Talking about 2022 a little bit, what does one do with Cedric Mullins? Uh, this is someone that I was not on to start the year. I did not see a ton. You know, you saw a little bit of speed, um, but I just didn't think he could hit like this at this level. You know, the hard hit rate was never was never really good. Uh, no pop. Jeff, he has 25 home runs after homering in today. He had a stolen base today, too. So now he has 25 and 26. 
Not only that, he's hitting 305. This is an absurdly impressive season. He's he's talking about he's a, guy a big that, winner. I was gonna say he's one of those guys. Like if you look at like fantasy MVP, you can say where he was either drafted late or just picked up the first couple of weeks. I mean, he's been you get 25, 25 out of a guy you don't even have to draft, and that 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 changes the league. Yeah, it does. Uh, he's making more contact, and the quality of the contact's been better. I mean, yeah. is that something you're interested in? Yeah, of course. Uh, he's remember when we thought, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be the you know, on the bad side of a platoon or something. Yeah. Like that? No, no, because he not. gave he gave up pinch hitting, and clearly that's worked because he he's he's not lost anything from not Which hitting. Right yeah, what did I say? Pinch. He's given up pinch hitting too, Jeff. Well, he has. You when you were technically correct. Yeah. When you play, when you play, when you hit three hundred five and twenty by twenty five, you don't do much pinch hitting. But yes, switch hitting. Sorry, um, yeah. this guy's this guy's career barrel barrel rate was under three percent hitting this year, and it's eight point one percent this year. This is a different player. There's no way around it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the you know the one year last year was the only year where he had a really bad strikeout rate. Well, it wasn't even really bad. It was just worse at twenty four percent. It's it's eighteen point nine, which is exactly what it was in two thousand nineteen and two thousand eighteen. Uh, with with more plate appearances, uh, yeah, give me it. And the, yeah, Babip's high, but he's also a fast guy, yeah. uh, and he makes he's making better barrel contact as you were suggesting. So uh, yeah, Babip is going to be higher in that instance. Speaking of uh, speaking of yogurt, you got to give props to Justin, Justin Mason. Was like such yep. Mullins' biggest fan of the preseason. There was I made a joke on Twitter, mostly just poking fun at Justin. He said something about always oh, he's, he's going to lead off every day. I was like, well, great. That means you get seven hundred plate appearances of two hundred five, and uh, clearly that Oops. was not uh, not one that aged well. And I, I think I apologize to Justin on that one. Like the middle of May, I took the loss on that one, um, and it's been uh, it's been nothing but downhill for that comment since. And it was mostly said in jest, just kind of joking around, but clearly I was. A guy that I was way, way wrong on. I didn't even consider him. And you know, yep. you said league winger. Um, you know, it's hard for one baseball guy to win a win a league, but man, what a step up if you have this dude. Well, yeah, I mean, because you get him like for nothing. And yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, if you did reasonably well in your earlier ones, yeah, it's it, it's a huge windfall. So I'm gonna put it to you though, Scott. Where do you take him next year? That's a really, really good question. I will probably I, I probably will not buy in enough to get him, but you gotta think he's like a a fourth rounder next year? Probably. Um, Third round yeah. felt a little high, but I just don't think he get past. A guy that went 25, 25, I don't think he gets that past the top 60. I, 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 yeah. The more I think about it, I bet she goes in the third round. I mean, I so. look at how hard it is to get stolen bases still with anybody, with any semblance of power to go with it. You know how crazy those guys get pushed up. Yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised if he drops to the fourth round. I might even take him at the end of the third. Because it's funny because we talk about Starling Marte with his forty-two home, forty-two stolen bases, gonna be way up there next year. But he's got ten home runs. Like that's a yeah. Mullins has fifteen more home runs than he does, and uh, the the batting average is pretty close. Marte's a little bit higher, I think, because he's been on fire lately. But I mean, those guys are you know ten and forty and twenty-five, twenty-five. You know, I don't know which one you'd rather have, but it's probably the ten forty because you can get home runs elsewhere. But it's pretty darn close. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, although, of course. The, the the trade-off, of course, is you know the counting stats. I mean it's 76 and 50 for Mullins. Uh it's uh sev- 75 and 41. Yeah. Okay, it's actually better for Mullins. I thought that yeah. <laughs> never mind. I thought <laughs> I thought why you when you make a point, you actually look ahead to make sure that the point makes any I, sense. I would have thought Marte had more than 41 RBIs before if I said that too. But holy I crap. Just, I guess leading off for hitting he was hitting second or third from Miami too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, okay, well, Marte is definitely going to have more runs. No, 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 he isn't. No. Okay. He runs every time he's on base, though. It's been it's been fun. And that, uh, I don't know if you saw the, him get hit by a pitch on Friday night. That was, yeah, that, that was, was bad. Scary. And 
it was crazy. Manoa almost hit Josh Harrison with one pitch and hit him with the next pitch. Josh Harrison was kind of pissed, like, dude, what's going on? And then hit Marte with the fastball with the next pitch. It was clearly not on purpose. Like, you could tell by yeah. Manoa's reaction that, like, he had no idea where the ball was going most of the night. But, like, Harrison was, like, almost a hit, almost a hit, then got hit. Everybody's mad, and the next pitch hits Marte in the head. It was it was a bad scene. I will say this, and I, I both Harrison and Marte have been hit by a lot of pitches in their career. Uh, and with and this this happened with Harrison and the Reds one time uh, that he got is all. He, uh, is he a lean over the plate kind of guy? Yeah, uh, 2017 he had 23 hit by pitches. Uh, uh-huh. This year he has 17. Uh, so and then Marte has always been hit by pitches a lot too. So. Not that, not that I saw the Manoa pitch. I saw it. So I, it wasn't like that. But at the same time, Marte 24, 17, 19, 16, 8, 8, 16, 9, 10, consistently getting hit by a lot of pitches. Interesting. Because I watch him. It doesn't seem like, like Mark Canna, you watch and you realize why he gets hit a lot. He takes he everything on his elbow pad and he leans way over. But yep. Marte must. I don't really notice him when I, when I watch it, but he must. I mean, that, that was, that was scary though. He got really, really lucky. He, he sat, uh, he, he left the game pretty quickly after that and then missed Saturday, but he played today. Yep. Uh, and looked fine. He had a de- he hit a ball deep center. Randall Grichik made a nice play on, but um, he's caught a break there. Marte caught a break. I thought th- I thought that was concussion protocol for sure when it happened. Yeah, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. The other thing I wanted to mention too here: the, the warning rule in Major League Baseball or rule or method by these umpires is ludicrous. It's terrible. The A's get plunked twice, including a guy getting beaten in the head, and yet their bench gets warned as part of this. I thought they decided not to warn him in that game. I saw a tweet from uh, okay. Jay's beat writer saying both benches got warned. Okay. And, I, thought, I was going to say, I thought they did a good job because they didn't warn him, but I, he would know better than I would. Yeah. And, and it's not like I'm in favor of retribution. I don't want that. But at the same time, you can't warn that, you know, if it's sufficient enough to warn, you should just straight up eject him. Yeah. Uh, just. And they did a good job. Uh, Trevino hit uh, Boba Shett later in the game on a curveball. Obviously, but Lou Trevino has no idea where the ball is going. And for like a split And it's second, a curveball. For a split second, Bichette was pissed, and he's like, realized that that's a curveball. A, it didn't hurt, but everybody's booing him. But like, you could tell the umpires did a pretty good job there. Like, it was clear curveball. He clearly has no idea where the ball's going. He's not trying to hit anybody there. So it was. Uh, they, right. I think they did a pretty good job with not, not you know, putting fuel in the fire with that one. Yeah, well, that's good. And I didn't get to see that part of the game. And you, okay. and you said there was later in the game, Harrison was joking around the guy. So I think he's, uh, I think he was kind of in, caught up in the moment. He was laughing with the yeah. crowd later on. So it's like, uh, by the way, I do, uh, from having Josh Harrison on my favorite team, I really like Josh Harrison. He's like a really fun, good dude. Yeah. He's a Cincinnati native, too. That's the funny right. thing about uh, having such problems with the Reds over that incident, too. What does one do next year with uh, with Zach Plesak? He uh, he did pitch well this week, had two wins this week, but he was obviously a, a super uh, hot guy. Got talked about a lot on Twitter after his really, really good. He was a 2.28 ERA in 2020 in the short season. He's four and a half, uh, I guess, after day, 4.53 ERA. Um, the strikeouts were never a big thing for him, but they are way, way down this year. He's a yep. 16.9% strikeout guy right now. Still good with the walk rate, but um, – what what the heck does one do with the uh, you know kind of playing in how much do you weigh twenty twenty how much do you weigh twenty twenty one and twenty nineteen what do you do with Plesak next year because I think it's just I'm more leaning towards twenty twenty one is kind of the real thing right now and I'm I'm not buying it again. I would say twenty nineteen is the real thing. It's a pretty good pretty good way to put it, which is a which was no strikeouts also. Yeah, here's the thing: despite all of his struggles, he does have a pretty low WHIP. You know, he's not walking guys, only yeah. 24 walks going into the day, at least I, it, that probably went up with the Boston outing today, but, uh, yeah, he had, yeah, he had three walks. He was up to like, he's just over two walks per nine now. Yeah. It was one, one, three going into today. I like guys, you know, you like the guys that can help you in that category that, that, that stat I think gets overlooked a lot 
Uh, and when you're looking at your drafts. Yeah, he was like 2.2 today. But, I mean, the thing with him, though, is you look at you, – you, you said it best. You look at 2019, you look at the strikeout rates about uh, 18.5%. You look at this year, 60.8. You look at 2020, 27.7. So I just don't know if he – you know, the Jeff Erickson, he pitched against the central stuff that uh, that you uh, you talked about a lot, which really worked well with, uh, you know, not taking police act this year. Um, I just don't know. That strikeout rate just sticks out so much as an outlier last year compared to when you take his three years. Yeah, it worked pretty well with Kenta Maeda before he got hurt too. By the way, uh, did not work for Adam Wainwright. Um, I will say that <laughs> Adam Wainwright is insane right now. I I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I, I I'm. It's just a great pitcher found a way. And let's been, you got to look at it's the the expense you know the, yeah. the depth of his career and figure, he just figured something out. But he'd and been legit like bad for four for years three, in a row. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not like he was like hurt or like he was slowly, like he was bad. Like what is that? 2017, 2016 to 2019 right in there. He was just, his ERA was over four all those years and significantly so in some of those years. Yeah. And yet here he is 291 ERA, 103 whip, 159 strikeouts. He's striking out more than ever. Yeah. I mean, the, and you talk about a guy that eats innings. I mean, that's, in a in a time where not very many guys eat innings, like he's he's huge for that, and it just it, it adds to the strikeout. It's huge. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it really is. Uh, you know, I hate the Cardinals. Uh, I, you know, but you know, Jenny, I think it was yeah, Jenny Butler had a tweet like, "Who's that player that you know team you hate but you still yeah. like?" And she mentioned Adam Wainwright. It's like, yeah, right down there. That's. I think we talk, I think you had, talked about it before. I cheated and I said title locket. Oh, that's right. You did say yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> So I want to ask you one more guy that we'll get out of here. Um, Bryce Harper has the third highest OPS in baseball. He's like 997 or something like that. That's before today. He homer today. So he might be up there. I think Vlad and Otani were higher. Um, 80 runs scored, 27 home runs after today. He's hitting 301. It's weird to me that this is like one of the most well-known hyped at all time, like got players in baseball. Like high school, he was in the front of Sports Illustrated. Right. And he's, he's almost leading the baseball, baseball in OPS, and nobody talks about him right now. Because his teammates have been so damn bad around him. He has I mean, 63 RBIs. That's impossible for where right. he hits in the lineup with how much he hits. That's crazy. He had that streak of solo home runs. Yep. It's just it's a it's a weird, wild year, but a really, really good year, too. I mean, the Phillies are weird. They're just they a weird. weird team. I mean, they are a weird team. They're making this run. You know, they, they had a couple gut punch losses this week against Miami, and then they went in 10 today. And you're like, okay, they're not dead yet. And, and Harper has been amazing through this run too. You wanted the craziest stat on Harper with everybody's like, oh, well, he doesn't drive, he he doesn't have any RBIs because he's terrible with guys on base. He's hitting 327 with one on base. Yeah, it's just the and, runners aren't there. Yeah, and 286 with the bases empty. So it's not like he is hitting a buck 80 with guys on base and choking or whatever you want to call it. He's in 306 with men in scoring position too. Like it's almost about he doesn't have any home run. He only has two home runs with men in scoring position, 20 of his home runs with bases empty. But this guy is hitting all over the place. It's wild. He has 63 RBIs. Yeah, he's got 12 stolen bases too. Yeah. And he's been playing hurt at times. I mean, what the dude's what a stud. Is, what's his ADP next year? Like 14? 16? <sighs> 16 but falls because okay. people are going to push up pitchers. There there's going to be helium guys. He will not be a helium guy. He's going to be we're the gonna new, We're going to have a new batch of pitchers picked at pitch moved up to it's going to be like what Woodruff and Burns and I guess you'll have Cole and Bueller and Grom if he's healthy but you know we got yeah. who, who the heck knows where Bauer is I mean there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of a little bit of turnover in that first two rounds of pitchers yeah if he's healthy he's doing a lot of work there when it comes to Grom too 
Very, very, very true. It's going to be, he's going to be a very tough guy to figure out where to take. Cause I mean, even if he looks good in spring training, I just, there's so much kind of baggage there right now. Yep. But so good when he, I mean, over the top good when he pitches. Yeah. It's just weird that, that Harper's gone from like the most hyped guy ever to a guy who's almost leading the league in OPS and nobody talks about it. It's just very strange how that works. Yeah. He, he's having an MVP level season. Yeah. Won't get 20, it, but he's still 28 somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it's year two of the contract, and he, yeah. he's, he's crushing. Cool. Anybody year else? Three, actually. I'm sorry, I lied. It is. You know, that's, well, last year kind of was really quick too. Those other yeah. count. Second full year. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? Anything else in your mind, baseball wise, before we jump out of here for the night? No, I think we've done enough damage. Beautiful. So thanks, thanks everyone for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate uh, you listening, watching, etc. All year long. You want to follow Jeff on Twitter? He's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Other than that, we will be at you uh, same time, same place next week, Jeff. Yes, sir. It'll be the first weekend of first weekend of football, huh? That's crazy. I know. We'll have even more to de- uh, decompress about. Yeah. If the if the Niners somehow lose the Lions, you may not see me next week. Yeah, I'm sure we will. You'll need the therapy. I may be, I may be pouting somewhere, but uh, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for watching. We do appreciate that. If you could please rate or review the podcast, uh, please do that. Also, other than that, be at you uh, next Sunday. Good luck here in the uh, in the final four weeks and uh, make and run your league. Take care.